0: Hello and welcome back to the Self Healer Soundboard. We are currently in the midst of holiday season and that means we are getting a lot of direct requests from you, the listener or viewer, to devote some of these episodes to navigating the holiday season, healing during the holiday season with ourselves and those around us. So, Today's episode was a particular request from a viewer on how to deal with emotional hangovers in the holiday season, particularly coming off of being with family or loved ones during the holiday season. A great place, I think, to start for all of us is
1: to acknowledge what an emotional hangover is. And if you've listened to our work, if you listened to these episodes before, you hear Jenna and I often speak about emotions living in the body. So very much like I think when we hear the term hangover, we often think after drinking, the physical effects, um, the headache, the nausea, the, the depleted energy, whatever it may or may not be for each of you. And very similarly, because emotions are sensations, they map onto things in our body that are happening. A lot of times they can feel very similar. We can have physical after effects After we spend time with others where there are a lot of emotions that might get activated for us. And of course, around the holiday time, when a lot of us are returning home for visits, for, you know, to celebrate the holiday within those family units, it's really understandable that a lot of emotions get activated. And then we do wake
0: up the next day or days later and we feel that physically in our bodies. We did a couple takes starting the beginning of this episode, actually, and I started referring to the holiday season as being in the <laughs> trenches of the holiday season. We are still amidst <laughs> the holidays. We are in the trenches of them. And I, that word is so visual for me when I think of emotional hangover, emotional overwhelm. or For me in particular, I looked at the start of my healing journey years ago as, I quite literally say, I was going home to rip open the scab that was on all of my wounds and dive into the trenches from the inside out. And that is for anyone who has experienced a physical hangover from any kind of substance or feels unwell or just feels ill. I know many of us deal with navigating that on a daily basis. So when we can notice that that comes on as a direct result of being with a certain group of people or environment. And we're referencing family here in the holiday season, particularly because that was the request. Though your time with others during the holiday season may not be family. It's any situation or any environment that you are around. And upon leaving, maybe later that day or the day after, maybe after hanging up a phone call with said person, you notice this sort of emotional takeover in your body or where you start to physically feel unwell. So there's, a, I think, a couple avenues by
1: which we end up feeling not well, um, whether it's upon leaving or, or days after. Um, and one of which is when we continue to maybe rehash, you know what happened at that visit. We replay moments, instances, highly stressful, you know, emotional material. And you know, again, if you've listened to our work, the more we're thinking, highly stressful things of course we were just with that person now we're rehashing what they said at dinner or what they didn't say at dinner so now of course we're bringing the emotions as if we're still at that dinner then of course a lot of us you know might be having deeper wounds grief things activated when we're around these people and just because we've shut the door to return to our own home doesn't mean that there's not a residual after effect of quite literally the hormones maybe the tension in my nervous system the activation that I went into fight or flight when at that dinner, that still then are residually living in my body afterward. And then, of course, another avenue that we feel something after the effect or after the fact is when we simply maybe feel the exhaustion. Maybe we did return and we stayed grounded and in our own presence, and now we just feel tired. We feel depleted from using all of those resources to navigate what for a lot of us are, again, really highly emotional Um, events highly stressful experiences so what we might then feel on the other side of it is a state of exhaustion of depletion of having no energy because in a very real way we don't we've used all of those resources navigating the emotional or the stressful event itself
0: it's really important to understand what it even means by emotional hangover what that context is because that's what's going to set the foundation there's a reason we thought it was important enough to devote an entire episode or conversation to it so that we're really building universal awareness you tuning into this podcast and us up here discussing is really just creating more conversation conversation around our awareness around our own human consciousness so that understanding that you're getting or the context maybe you've already known what an emotional hangover is maybe you've never heard of it before though you can start to see and connect those dots where you experience it Whatever the starting point is for you, it's this mutual understanding that's going to set the foundation for our healing. Because now, and maybe you already knew this before, though now you have that language and understanding, whether it be when you hang up that phone call or when you leave a conversation with someone or after you've Left that holiday dinner last night and you were around all of your family and or extended family. And you can start to notice all of these things coming on. When we have context and language to articulate what's happening, when we have that knowledge and self-awareness of ourselves, we can then peel back, see it for what it is, which is a triggered response and reaction to an environment or a person And from there, we can look after ourselves and make choices to nurture ourselves, to show up for ourselves, and to keep all of that information about what event or what person triggered what response, all of that goes into our self-awareness bank. That's really valuable information and feedback that you're getting about yourself that sets you up in the future to even beforehand or preventatively make more aligned choices that are in service of you, of little you and authentic you versus this old habitual people pleaser you that is gonna say yes to everyone and everything Knowing that you're betraying yourself underneath. So practically kind of just going down those three pathways,
1: what that could look like is, you know, the day after whatever emotional event that it is in or outside of the holidays, right? Really catching yourself consciously. If it is you rehashing what happened, that's keeping how you feel alive or that state of depletion alive, right? Right choosing to shift that focus, choosing to pay more attention to what's actually happening right here, right now, instead of revisiting what happened yesterday or days ago. And then of course, there's the reality that what we're left with probably still is emotional. We still have those hormones. We're still bringing that residual energy with us. We're now not compounding it by continuing to keep that experience alive, but we're giving ourselves the opportunity to deal with the reality that it's still there for us. We still are feeling that emotional impact and or that state of depletion. So now to speak to your beautiful point of making aligned choices, what I the expectation I set up for myself now the day after or a couple of days later might look different. Maybe I did have the intention to be a people pleaser and I had a busyness about me and a schedule and people I wanted to go visit – Maybe I need to hit the hard pause. Maybe I need some time. Maybe I need to set up in anticipation of highly emotional events, a buffer window on the other side of it where I don't schedule myself starting the next morning at 9 a.m. knowing that I might have this very real energetic, emotional fallout. So that might mean restructuring my day, removing the expectation that I just continuing to show up as if nothing happened and actually giving myself the objective space in my schedule, of course, when it is available to us to allow us to be in that emotion or to be in that state of depletion, because that's very real for our bodies. Even if we wish it weren't the case and we could just keep on going, it really is about creating that
0: space to tend to what is present for us. Tending to what is present for us very well may mean naming or attempting to name what is present for us being able to articulate or name those emotions or physical sensations the tightness in your stomach or the tightness in your chest and that nausea in your stomach or for me my face gets really hot and tingly at times you may notice your posture is maybe sunken in or you're caving forward literally Protecting your heart. All of these are physical sensations and observations you can make about yourself to start to notice those cues, to start to notice how you're responding to things by witnessing your body. You may be emotionally flooded and have all of this really intense emotional overwhelm that just feels like too much all at once, in which case, that pause that you just mentioned, Nicole is going to be so important. You quite literally want to look at yourself and treat yourself as if you're looking after a newborn, as if you're looking after a sick or a small child, which will mean simple things like resting, making a well-balanced meal for yourself, or eating as balanced and nutritionally balanced as you have access to. Hydrating your body, resting your body. Those sound like such repeated fundamental basics, yet they're the ones that we also go to skip over right away. And most of us in an emotional hangover the next day, do we really want to be reaching for fruits and veggies? No. Many of us are going to want to drink for, you know, reach for that bottle of wine or whatever it is that offers you that instant relief. So this is that opportunity then where you get to show up for yourself and take yourself through this nurturing process. First, having the awareness and even naming what happened. Yes, you went to your family's last night. It was super chaotic. I know if I were to go home to a family dinner in a house full of addiction, it's like volcanoes exploding everywhere. People afraid to speak their own truth because they'll upset another. Someone screaming at the other. It's an endless cycle. Even the thought of it causes a physical reaction in my body. There's a reason that I live thousands of miles away from my family and really why I don't see them because of the emotional and physical turmoil that it takes on me. So at this point, my best choice for me, and I'm not saying this for you, but through my years of feedback and observing my own self in certain situations and people and environments, I know from the beginning my prevention of this is to not go. I create that space and have that boundary. So, for those of us who are discovering what our boundaries might be, what space we might need, this emotional hangover or this feedback that you're experiencing now is so valuable and so important because it's priming you with information that may have you make a different choice next time. So you have the awareness of the event and how you're feeling. You begin to name the emotions, name maybe what triggered you, who the people are, what the environment is. You have that information. The next thing is then to look after yourself, feed yourself a nourishing meal, get rest, drink water. You mentioned, Nicole, you know, those cyclical thoughts where a lot of the time we're no longer in the stressful or chaotic experience but we're reliving it because we're reliving the memory and the thought process of it. So while I'm not suggesting escapism here, there is such thing as healthy escapism that might be through meditating or reading or watching a movie. I know for me, watching a movie is like teleporting myself into another world. And I do it intentionally at times when I'm feeling overwhelmed to give myself a break, to allow myself maybe to feel good and watch a comedy or something that I enjoy. I'm intentionally refocusing my attention elsewhere so that I'm not letting this autopilot of my mind just go back to the event and replay it over and over as I sit here and wonder why I'm still feeling so stuck and so sick. As I think I often do, um, I want to kind of pull back
1: a bit and speak to all of you listening who might not have clarity on what you're feeling yet because something that I I know from my own personal journey is I spent so much time disconnected from my body where all my feelings live that it has taken a while and I'm still really learning clarity around what I'm feeling to then give it language to. So I'll share from my own you know, past experience of what my markers were before I could even understand what I was feeling the next day. And I've shared this before. So if you've listened, you might have heard me speak of the pattern of anticipatory agitation and post agitation that I would feel around family visits. And what that would look like was I would get irritable. I would get moody leading up to time with my family or, or an emotional event that I was fearful of, worried about, or that I would knew subconsciously. Would bring up something deeper for me. And then on the other side of it, I would be just as irritable. I would be moody. I would snap at my partner around me or things that I might be able to tolerate, frustrations that I might be able to breathe through, or things that might even not bother me on those particular days. Everything bothered me. So for a lot of us, you know, that agitation, that irritability, that inability to calmly breathe through something without exploding outward or turning the anchor inward in against ourselves might be that first indicator that you're depleted, that something deeper is happening, that often is a function of our nervous system being dysregulated. I'm actually not calm and grounded, and that's why I'm agitating or I'm agitated within the environment around me. So for a lot of us, that might be the beginnings of the curiosity that you're having for yourself if you're seeing this agitation this irritability where again things are just annoying to you more so that might be indication that there is something deeper even if you don't yet have the language or the ability to dive in and understand what the feeling is in and of itself, that might be the marker that there is that residual emotional hangover that we're talking about. And I think um, it's also important to note we're talking a lot about the kind of more negative even though I don't know love terming any of our emotions is negative. They're all teachers, but we're talking about stress, reactivity, grief, right? That type of emotion that we might carry with us. And I think it's also important to mention a hangover that could happen when we have a positive, a joyful experience. And sometimes on the out, or the, sometimes on the other side of that, We can have a version of a crash. We go back maybe to a life where it doesn't feel as emotionally high or fulfilling. And then we could have a bit of that deflation or that comparison that life doesn't always feel like these joyful moments where I'm gathered around my loved ones and having a much more positive type experience. So I think it's worth noting and I'm actually saying that as I'm sitting here for those of you who are watching um, in quite literally a onesie um, and we're recording this on publication week of our new workbook. So I can speak from the very personal experience this week of having a lot of positive emotions, being joyous, being excited about putting this new creation in the world and also being a little fearful and nervous, a whole mixed bag. And to say I'm feeling emotionally hungover is really an understatement. So I, I'm embodied. I'm dressed in quite literally a bedtime attire, um, really to you know honor the space that I'm in. I'm raw. I'm emotional. A lot of the emotions I'm experienced this week are very positive. Are very joyous. Are very excited exciting. And yet the toll it's taking on my body is still the same. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling depleted. And if I'm not careful, I can still easily slip into that irritable space because my body doesn't know the difference whether i'm happy joyful or you know scared fearful upset angry in my body it's still taking an emotional toll so i'm very much wearing my 90s um, (laughs) to honor right where my body is for me today and to give myself grace and compassion even in the midst of what can seemingly be a very exciting joyous
0: time so, this concept of an emotional hangover isn't only contained to the holiday season. It just so happens that many of us are dealing with a lot of the same things that are very heightened around the holiday season when there is this unconscious universal expectation every year that you return to where you came from because you're wanting to connect and celebrate or be with the embodiment of really what the holidays are, which is that love and that joy with one another. So please look after yourselves and be sure to Treat yourself well, treat your physical vessel, your body well, and move your body to the best of your ability because those emotions are all physiological sensations in you that need to be moved and need to be processed. So whether that's, you know, walking, running, hiking, sitting there and just moving your arms around, any sort of release that you are able to do is going to help serve you and get things in motion so that you can continue to put one foot in front of the other and not be stuck in the trenches of that hangover or overwhelm. So as always, thank you again for joining us, for being in a conversation truly with us and alongside us. We look to your comments, your DMs, your feedback on any of our social channels. You can find us at Self Healer Soundboard. We look forward to being with you again next week.